And now, a message from Pastor Josh Carmody. Here. I want to give you a quick update and let you know something that exciting happened Friday that most of you probably have no idea happened, but we have talked about it before. And that is we uh, closed on the half acre of land to the north of our property. Yeah. And uh, so now we have access to first up there and fifth down here. Obviously, there's no driveway or anything up there, so don't come plowing through First Avenue or anything. But it just opens us up to be able to build in the future and do some things there. And so we're just praying and believing God for what he uh, wants us to do. And so I have to thank uh, Pastor Mike for doing all the the fun paperwork and uh, Cindy Maroney and also Carolyn Barr is maybe she's not here she's not here yet she's here in second service but uh, you guys all helped in doing that and so I just want to say thanks and uh, we're excited to see uh, what God's going to do with a chunk of land that we have uh, out here so I wanted to let everybody know that happened just this Friday and uh, people have been asking how we've been doing on stuff and so we're moving right Along. So today with All Church Sunday, we as adults have been talking in Galatians. You guys remember that? And we've been working through Galatians. We're in chapter 3, um, but today, here in a little bit, we're actually going to jump to Galatians 5, and we're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. And, uh, and so that's what we're going to talk about today, and then we'll get back to Galatians chapter 3 uh, next week. But this scripture... Uh, here says this in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. It says, But the Spirit gives love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law that says these things are wrong. And if you're wondering what the ICB is, that's actually the International Children's Bible. And uh, so that's the scripture that we're using today to read uh, from And so what I want to do this morning right away is I want to show a quick little video. And I think everybody from young to mature is going to enjoy this. So go ahead and let's watch this. What kind of tree is that? Wait, I know. It's an apple tree. How can you tell? Because it's got apples on it. Apples are my favorite fruit. No, oranges. Wait, bananas. Bananas are definitely my favorite. My favorite fruit is love. Love? Love isn't a fruit. Sure it is. Love is a fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the what? The fruit of the Spirit. In the book of Galatians, Paul writes about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When we walk with the Holy Spirit, that's the fruit we can expect to see in our lives. I'm not a tree. I don't have fruit. The fruit of the Spirit doesn't grow on trees. It grows in us, because of what we are. An apple tree naturally makes apples, an orange tree naturally makes oranges, and a banana tree makes... Bananas! Right. And all who follow Jesus have God's Holy Spirit living inside them. So when they choose to let God's Holy Spirit guide them, what naturally comes out is... Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Right. All the fruit of the Spirit. And just like you can tell an apple tree by its apples, the fruit of God's Holy Spirit lets others know that we belong to God. But without the power of God's Holy Spirit, Paul says a different fruit grows in us, the fruit of our sinful nature. That does not sound good. It isn't. That fruit is selfishness, pride, anger, envy, disobedience, greed, fighting, and anything that keeps us from getting along with each other and loving others the way God does. That fruit always makes us want more stuff, because we think stuff can make us happier than God can. That fruit leaves us empty instead of full. 
Ew! I don't want that fruit. I want love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But I get angry sometimes, and I'm not very patient. Guess I'll just have to try harder. Paul tells us trying harder won't get us anywhere. That's because our own strength only lasts a little while. But those who follow Jesus have declared that their sinful nature is dead. Now we can choose to live by the power of God's Holy Spirit instead. We can spend time with Him and pray and get to know Him, for real. And as we get to know God's Holy Spirit more... I know! The power of God's Holy Spirit will make more of the fruit of the Spirit grow in us. Like bananas! <laughs> like bananas. Alright, good little video there. Um, so we are talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And this morning, like all, all church Sundays before us, we have coloring sheets. So if you would like a coloring sheet, put your hand up in the air and uh, some people will be coming around and giving you a coloring sheet and some crayons on a clipboard. And uh, you get to, and adults may participate as well. There's no shame. If you're an adult and you like to doodle and color, by all means, grab one. We will not judge. So you uh, can even take your sermon notes on it and crayon if you'd like. Totally fine. So if you would like one of those, just put your hand up. There's definitely a Fruit of the Spirit theme on the front and the back there of that coloring page. All right. So you can color on that. You can listen, whatever you want to do. All right. So we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit this morning. When you and I decide uh, to live, <clears throat> excuse me, when you and I decide to live for Jesus Christ, when we accept Him, then the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And the Holy Spirit begins to work in us to produce qualities, to produce this fruit of the Spirit. Well, where do those come from? Well, these things that we are going to talk about today, love and joy and peace and patience, these are attributes of God our Father. These are attributes that come directly from Him through the Holy Spirit that transform and change our lives. And so our sinful nature, like you saw on the uh, video, we have a sinful nature. The scriptures leading up to Galatians 5, 22 and 23 talk about those things, the anger and the jealousy and the, the bad fruit, the fruit that uh, produces in our lives when we do things our own way. And I don't want to talk about those today because we all know what it is to make bad choices, don't we? We all know the consequences of making bad choices, don't we? And so I want to talk today about good fruit. I want to talk today about the fruit of the Spirit, and that's the Holy Spirit who produces these in our life. I like on the video where the, the boy was like, well, I'll just have to try harder if they're not in there, and, and that's not what this is about. It's not about trying harder. It's about letting the Holy Spirit work in our lives to produce these things in us. Amen? All right, so let's look at them today. So the first one we're going to talk about is love. Everybody say love. 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 So a very uh, easy a simple definition. We could talk about love in the Bible. There's so many different words that describe love, but when you break it down, love really is putting others first. When you the, the Bible talks about greater love has no one than this than to lay down your life for a friend. So love puts others first. Look at John 13, 35. It says, All people, everybody say all people. All people will know that you are my followers if you love each other. 
So how, how will people know that we follow Christ? How will people know that we've accepted him and that the Holy Spirit is living in us making changes? We will have love for one another. We will put others first. That's what it means to love. Having love for others shows this world that you are a follower of Christ. So I need some help. I don't care who it is. I need one person. You two have already helped. I need one person, but thank you for the hands. I need one person. Anybody going to help me out? All right, come on up. Where's that other microphone? Do we have it somewhere? Can I borrow it? Thank you, sir. Come on up. Hi. What is your name? Olivia. Olivia. Everybody say hi to Olivia. Olivia. All right, Olivia. I have a nice wave, by the way. All right, so let's say that you and I are hanging out. We're friends. I'm Josh, by the way. And it's time to eat some candy. And I have this piece of candy. And I offer you some candy. And I say, hey, do you want a piece of candy? And your response would be? Yes. Good response. Well, turns out I only have one piece of candy. How many of us are there? Two. Two. So one piece of candy, two of us. Now, if I were to show love, would I eat this piece of candy and say, sorry, Olivia, no candy for you. (laughs) Do you guys think that's showing love? What do you think? No. No. Okay. So what should I do if I want to show someone else that I love? I only have one piece of candy and there's two of us and it's a sucker and I can't break it in half. What do you think I should do? I think share licks. Nope. (laughs) Not going to do that one. That's... Nope. (laughs) I am going to put her first by giving her the piece of candy, right? So because you helped me, I have some candy in here. There's actually, I have a whole bunch, more than one. Why don't you take one? Oh, you do want that sucker. All right. (laughs) You may sit down. Thank you very much. Give it up for Olivia. So that's how you show love. You put someone else first. Like that was, if that was the only piece of candy you had, it's like, man, I've been wanting that piece of candy all day, but yet you gave it. You put someone else's needs before your own. Do you guys know of anybody that maybe did that for you and for me that not only just did more than just give us a piece of candy, but laid down their life for us and died so that we wouldn't have to? They put us first and endured suffering so that we could live a whole and healed life. Anybody know who that was? That was Jesus, right? He showed us great love. So we have love. Everybody say love. Love. And we have joy. Everybody say joy. Joy. So joy is different than happy. Happy is a feeling. Happy comes and goes. If there's something good going on, you're happy. When something bad happens, not so happy. You are sad. You are mad. You are upset, right? So joy, though, joy is this idea that that we can be more than happy. We can actually be cheerful. We can actually continue living our lives and being full of cheer, not because of our circumstance, but because the presence of the Lord is with us. Because the Holy Spirit is there to comfort us and to be there for us. You and I, we can be full of joy, even when you might feel bad or be going through a tough time. Look at Nehemiah, this scripture, chapter 8, verses 10. Nehemiah said, go and enjoy good food and sweet drinks. Send some to people who have none. Today is a holy day to the Lord. Don't be sad. The joy of the Lord will make you strong. 
All right, so the joy of the Lord will make you strong. So it's a good thing to be full of joy. Even if you're going through a tough time, even if you're going through a hard time, it's good to still have joy because God is with you every step of the way. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. Because here's what happens. When you feel bad and you feel sad and you feel upset, I have a child. I won't tell you who it is. But when they are sad and upset, they walk around like this. It's very sad. Very sad. Right? And it just, there's just this draining. It just, that's what sadness does. That's when you're not full of joy. It just makes us feel kind of blah. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. So even if we're going through something, we can have our head up high and we can have our shoulders back and we say, I know I'm going through this, but Jesus, I thank you that you're going through it with me. You know, the Bible also talks about uh, this idea that laughter is good like a medicine. Does anybody like to laugh? Oh, yeah. A few of you do? Good. I need some help. I need three volunteers. It could be any age, anybody who would like to help. Come on up. You got to be able to read. As long as you can read. Can you? I know you can, but you've already come up. And then you two right here. Come on up. All right, all of you can read. So, yep, perfect. Come on up. I'm going to give you a little piece of paper, and then I'll put the microphone. You guys can all face that way. All right, we'll start here. Come right up here. Perfect. Okay, let's start right here with a joke. How do you get a set test? Tissue. Tissue to dance. You put a little doogie in it. Put a little boogie in it. <laughs> How do you get a tissue to dance? You put a little boogie in it. <laughs> Good one. Can you tell everybody your name? Layla. All right. Here, help yourself to a piece of candy, and then you can put my card back, and you can take a seat. All right. Your name? Arya. Wait, go ahead. Arya. All right. Go ahead. Where do polar bears keep their money? A snowbank. Oh. That's a good one. What's your name? Lily. Lily. All right, go ahead. What do you call a big pig that knows karate? A pork chop. Pork chop. That's a good one. All right, thank you. Give them all a hand. Those were great. Oh, you took my banana? I actually need that for later. I guess I didn't specify. Tell you what, you can have, we have bananas out there, actually. Take a piece of candy. That's better for you anyway. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. You like bananas? Well, so do I. And the video talked a lot about bananas. That's why I have some bananas up here. We have some. They're cut up. They're out front. When you guys make, okay, well, make sure she gets three more before she leaves. All right. So, joy. It's good. So, we got love, we have joy, and we have peace. Everybody say, peace. Peace. That word peace means to be calm and at rest. Calm and at rest. Look at John 16, 33. It says, I told you, this is Jesus talking, I told you these things so that you can have peace in me. In this world you will have trouble, but be brave. I have defeated the world. So we can have peace in Jesus. He gives us his Holy Spirit who produces peace in our lives. This scripture says that in this world you will have 
trouble. Has anybody ever had any trouble at home or at work or at school or throughout that? Anybody at all? Anybody ever had any trouble? All right, so we've all had trouble. You will have trouble. But here's what Jesus says. But be brave. Be brave because I have defeated the world. And he says that in him we can have peace. We'll have trouble in our life, but nothing is stronger than Jesus. Nothing is greater than Jesus. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. So Jesus in us is stronger than anything this world can throw at us. It gives us peace. We can be calm. We can be at rest because we know that Jesus can handle anything that this world throws at us. Amen? You and I can be at peace. So we have love, joy, peace, patience. Everybody say patience. This is the one we like. Everybody likes patience. Everybody prays for more patience, but nobody likes to be put in a situation where that actually requires patience, right? Patience, the ability to calmly wait. Another word oftentimes used for patience in the Bible is this word that's hyphenated called long-suffering. How do you not like a word that means long-suffering? I mean, just hearing it, you're like, I don't want any part of that. Yet, the Holy Spirit is putting that in us. He actually puts long-suffering in us. Everybody say thank you. He helps us. He gives us the ability to wait, to be patient. To be patient, excuse me. Ephesians 4, 2 says this. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient and accept each other with love. So when we talk about patience, it could mean very different things. It could be, uh, when it comes to being patient, it could be being patient while you're waiting in line at the grocery store. Anybody really enjoy that? Or you're waiting in line to get your food from your favorite fast food restaurant. Anybody really like that when the line is incredibly long? Where are we at? You're like, man, I just, woohoo, it's been 20 minutes, love it. Just waiting for my food. Anybody? You're just like, sign me up, right? No? Uh, waiting in the car, someone runs in to get something. You're like, oh, it's hot in here, and why am I waiting in the car? And anybody ever had to wait in the car? And Oh, Patience. Maybe waiting for someone to say sorry. Has anybody, maybe you're just getting a little upset or, and you're like, man, I wish they would all like apologize already and, and, and you know, be nicer and you're just waiting for them to, to maybe apologize. Or maybe you're waiting patiently for the preacher to stop talking. <laughs> hey, you weren't supposed to put your hands up yet. It's hard to calmly wait, isn't it? It can be difficult to have patience, but the Holy Spirit helps us have patience. And I like this patience. I like this scripture in Ephesians 4. It says, be patient and accept each other with love. Be patient with one another. We're all at different places in our life. Some of us act differently than one another. We're all a little different. We should also have patience with one another. We should forgive one another. We should accept one another and love each other for who we are. Are. So we have love, joy, peace, patience. The next one is kindness. Everybody say kindness. 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 That word means being nice and thoughtful. Being nice and thoughtful. Ephesians 4, 
32. It's a song, but I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to read it from my back in the day. <laughs> Ephesians 4.32 says this, Be kind and loving to each other. Forgive each other just as God forgave you in Christ. So to be nice and thoughtful, be kind and loving to each other. You see how these things kind of work hand in hand and they keep coming? Like love was the very first fruit. And you see how it trickles into a lot of these things? To be kind, we should love, right? If we're going to have patience with other people, then we should probably love them. And this all comes from the fact that we, first and foremost, love God because he loved us. So love's a big deal and it keeps showing up. But we can have, be kind and nice and thoughtful to others. And what I like in this scripture is that part of being kind is forgiving one another. Part of being kind, part of being thoughtful and nice is to forgive someone. If you don't forgive someone, are you nice to them? No, you stay angry at them. You say unkind words towards them. You have unkind thoughts towards them, and then that gets into bad fruit. And we don't want bad fruit in our lives, do we? We don't want bad character traits in our lives, do we? We want good character traits that the Holy Spirit builds in us, right? And so it's good to forgive one another, to be kind, to be nice, to be thoughtful. And then we have goodness. Everybody say goodness. goodness. This idea of goodness is making good choices. I want to read Matthew 7, verses 17. It says, In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, and bad trees produce bad fruit. All right, so I have, my wife and I, our family, we moved in. Uh, to a house just uh, back in November of last year and we have a bunch of trees on our property and somebody told me hey that tree right over there it's a cherry tree and I'm like now it's a cherry tree that will actually grow cherries and I was instantly excited because I like cherry trees and so this spring I go to the cherry tree it's blooming and I know I don't know much but I know that if there's a flower on a tree, that that flower is going to turn into a fruit. And there were flowers everywhere. I was excited. Fruit. Cherries. They're expensive. You go to a store and buy cherries? I'm like, they're going to grow in my yard. This is going to be awesome. We leave for vacation. We get back. Someone's like, oh, yeah, they'll be ripe in August. This is June. We get back, they had all fallen on the ground. Ants were eating them. They were all bad. I think my wife salvaged four cherries. And the one that I ate was like split down the middle. They were not good cherries. I was sad. Because <laughs> I was pumped about this cherry tree. And then my wife tells me, she's like, just so you know, we're going to have to, if we want this thing to grow fruit, we're actually going to have to trim some of the branches. And we're going to maybe have to like cut one of the other two trees down that are next to it and trim some other stuff. And I was like, it's a cherry tree. It's just supposed to make cherries. She goes, no. And we got to add fertilizer. Fertilize? It's a tree. Like, it's just supposed to make cherries. Like, that's it. Well, apparently, I'm very ignorant, and she knows a lot more than I do. But the fruit was no good. It was a tree, but the fruit was kind of useless. And I brought today, just to kind of 
illustrate the point even more, if I said, you took that banana from me earlier, Lillian, right? Is that right? You took this banana. Why'd you take this one instead of this one? This one's all gross. So this one's a little too ripe, getting to the point where stuff might start, well, is a little oozing out, kind of. You know, it's not, it's gotten all soggy. And just like, if I were to give you an option, banana A or banana B, how many of you would choose banana A? Donna. Banana bread, yes. But, but to come up here and peel it and eat it right now. Ugh. Anybody else's dad would? <laughs> so we had like two that, would, that says this is the best banana. They, I mean, this is it right here. How many of you would say, no, I'd take banana B, please? Okay, so the overwhelming majority, anyway, <laughs> would take this one. And that's that idea of goodness that, that we're going to produce fruit, but is it going to be good fruit or is it going to be bad fruit? And some of that, yeah, we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, but yet our choices still matter and how we take care of our lives just like that tree you got to prune it and you got to fertilize it and you got to do all these things just as we are we praying are we reading our bible are we making good choices so that good fruit will grow in us uh and here's the thing good fruit tastes better right it's more enjoyable when you and i are making good fruit it's good for everyone faithfulness let's go on to the next one everybody say faithfulness that word means to be loyal and constant. 1 Corinthians 4.2 says this, A person who is trusted with something must show that he is worthy of that trust. A person who is trusted with something must show that he is worthy of that trust. Listen, being faithful is something that Jesus notices. If you can be trusted with something small, then you can be trusted with something big. How many of you have ever asked your mom and dad, or maybe you're grown and old, and maybe you remember asking your mom and dad, for a pet, a cat, a dog, a hamster, a fish. Anybody? Where are you at? You remember asking, right? And did they immediately say, absolutely, yes, let me run to the store and buy you whatever you want? Anybody? They said, nope, right? Most of them were going to say, no. And uh, so maybe you're saying, well, I really want a pet. The one thing that I know a lot of people say right away is, well, who's going to feed it and water it and walk it and take care of it, right? Yeah. And the kids will say, well, we'll do that. See, you hear all the parents laughing, right? It's like, okay. So here's what you could do, kids or anybody, when it comes to showing that you want to be trustworthy and faithful with something. Maybe instead, you've been wanting that cat and dog and you want to prove that you can take care of them. Why don't you be faithful every week in taking out the trash without being asked? Or go out and mow the lawn every single... If you're of age and it's safe for you to do that. Or, you know, go mow the lawn without being asked. Or do the dishes without being asked. And do it consistently and faithfully. And then your parents are going to look and say, Hey, they've been doing that over and over and over again. Maybe I can trust them to take care of an animal. I'm not going to say it's going to work, but it might work. Right? <laughs> but it's the same thing with our lives. That Jesus trusts us with a little, and if we can be faithful and constant with that, he trusts us with so much more. Gentleness. Gentleness means to be tender and full of care. Look at Philippians 4, 5. It says, let all men see that you are gentle and kind. The Bible tells us that others should see us being gentle and kind. We should have care for others and be empathetic for where they are at. Gentleness does not mean meekness. It does not mean to be, um, it does not mean weakness. It means to be tender 
and full of care. We should have care for others and be empathetic for where they are. And the last one is self-control. Self-control is power over thoughts and actions. Look at 1 Corinthians 9.25. All those who complete in the games use strict training. They do this so they can win a crown. That crown is an earthly thing that lasts only a short time. But our crown will continue forever. And so, just like an athlete will use strict training, they'll discipline their body to win a prize or win a medal or get first place. You and I, we are running a race as well, and we're to use discipline as well. Not so that we can win a crown, but win a crown that lasts forever, eternal life. That we have to discipline our body. Proverbs 20... That's not right. (laughs) It's... It's a scripture in Proverbs. Oh, wait, yeah, Proverbs. Proverbs 29. Sorry, my head went somewhere else. It's not on the screen. Proverbs 29, 11 says, A foolish person loses his temper, but a wise person controls his anger. So self-control is knowing what choice to make and then doing it. It's controlling your emotions, your thoughts, your words, your actions. And the Holy Spirit helps develop that in you so that instead of getting angry, instead of raging, instead of being mad, He helps you control those emotions and instead helps you to get through it. So with all of these things, these nine things, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, this scripture says that there is no law that says these qualities are wrong. These are all good fruit. Kids and adults, you and I, we should all be growing in these qualities each and every day. How do we do that? With the help of the Holy Spirit. Where does the Holy Spirit come from? He's sent to us by Jesus when we accept Him as our Savior. For more information on New Covenant, contact us at 3318 5th Avenue South, Fort Dodge, Iowa, 50501. Or you can call us at 515 955 6222.